You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Toby Hooper's Poltergeist. Mm, Toby Hooper's, huh? You no trouble. Me, Fifth You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. Hello. What do you look like? Talk louder. I can't hear you. Oh no. Jared's getting creepy. We're going to have to quarantine him so he doesn't infect the rest of us with his creepy, weird, <laughs> childlike behavior. 38. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh no. How, how long has this been? <laughs> how you doing, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I am good. Uh, well, we also have with us director of photography, Mike Griggs. Oh, man. I had something for this, but that was when I watched it last week, and we were supposed to record it like the next day. So now, hey, now I'm hey. just here. That's, you should have been even more prepared. Yeah, no, no. You have your shit together? Nope. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about that. Okay. Great. And we also have with us costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Here we are talking 1982s. Poltergeist, the movie that was directed by Steven Spielberg. I mean, I'm sorry, Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper? Yeah. Yeah. Was that him? No, I think it was Steven Spielberg. So, okay. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just, just finished watching. Huh, Brian? Okay. Just, well, yeah. And on that point, I just finished watching the film uh, again. And I noticed that at the end of the movie, there's no director credit. There wasn't at the beginning? Yeah, there is at the very I'm, beginning. I'm talking about at the end of the movie and how the, and normally when a movie ends, it pops up and says, you know, oh, okay, okay, directed okay. by Mike Griggs. It, it says a Steven sure, Spielberg yeah, production. That will never it happen. says a Steven Spielberg production, and then nowhere else in the crawl does it say director. Really? 100%. I, ch- I double-checked it. Interesting, interesting. Well, That's Spielberg throwing shade at the end. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but also the DGA did a whole fucking, like, they looked into it and apparently found no reason to not credit Toby Hooper as the director. So, if the DGA says it's fine, who am yeah, I we, to? We shouldn't question that at all. <laughs> never, never. Exactly. I, I'm not going to question. I mean, you know, 
whatever, like different people have different stories on set. Some people are saying Toby Hooper directed it. Some people say Steven Spielberg directed it. Different actors, different crew. They all have their their own stories and none of them are very consistent. But watching this movie, regardless of all that other bullshit, this does not feel like any other fucking Toby Hooper movie. Not even by a long shot. And when you watch this, you get a very strong E.T., the filmmaker that made Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You feel it. From the fucking first frame. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel that, for sure. But also, this movie felt super disjointed and all over the place. Like, it didn't know what it wanted it to be. Really? I thought it had a really constant constant tone. Uh, you know, it's... Okay, okay, not tone. Uh, maybe intensity? Like, was this an R? Was this a PG? Was it, like, a family-friendly, fun, scary, creepy movie? Yes. Or was it, like, sure. a... Mm-hmm. Fuck me! There's ghosts that are trying to murder everyone. Kind Why of. Why can't movie. you have like, all of it? Yeah, like I think, I think, I think it's all of the above. Great. Yeah, actually. it's every bit of it. Yeah, I, I think that's what makes this film endearing. Is is that it? It feels so lighthearted, even down to the score. It opens up. Oh, and the, has the this score like, is what forces you to feel like it's lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, like the score is is happy, but it has like. Especially like the strings and the xylophones, but it's also creepy. And especially at the end when they finally sell it and they give you all the children's choir that just really fucking <laughs> makes it super creepy. Yeah. I think the, the lightheartedness is what disarms you, which is what makes everything else more shocking. That's, That's a good word this, for it. Yeah. Disarmed it, for sure. Yeah. I think it's um, intentional. Yeah. But like it, it, it felt like a very, very different movie in the last like 20, 25 minutes. Once it once it hits that like oh everything's happy and now we're all good before and you're like oh no it's still got 25 minutes of movie left and you're like shit's about to go down Fuck that's yeah. when the movie like really felt like it hit its stride for me that's when it felt like it was a Spielberg movie that was supposed to be like horror shit happening but the 30 minutes between there I was like ah man what the fuck is going on like it has a weird slowdown when Tangina shows up and uh <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Tangina, I thought. Uh, thank you, Brian. I was I was yeah, questioning Jennifer. myself for a second. Like, hang so, on. <laughs> when Tangina shows up and like she starts, she walks through and she's doing her like you know tour of the house. It, the, the the film has a weird like slowdown right there. You know, it, like and like builds. You think you know, it's there? And, and, that's a slowdown. It's odd. No, that was more exciting, honestly, than the, than the preceding really? twenty minutes. It's when, for when sure, she stops and sure. she has everybody in the room like like captivated, and, and she's on her soapbox and she's going through. She has a weird little like slowdown right there. But then it starts to it starts to it starts to pick up from from about the time that she shows up. It, it really starts. It does start to snowball, and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it, until it falls again after you think it's over. If I feel like, if I had to say there was a slowdown, I think it would be when the boss shows up and they have that weird little yeah. walk in the park. Like that, that's the slowdown for me. But I don't think that's terrible. Like I, it's not a bad, I, I didn't have a problem with it. That's exposition dump. Yeah, yeah, that, that's big time needed. And, and it's really neat to see those giant matte paintings. Um, okay. Well, you didn't like the, you didn't like the, the matte paintings of, of the subdivision and the, and the massive graveyard that apparently used to be huge <laughs> well the, okay the graveyard was a matte painting the subdivision didn't look like a matte painting i, I don't think the well, subdivision was a matte painting i'm pretty sure that was a real hill with a real picket fence and they just when they cut to that side shot that no, was like but, that was a they matte actually painting. found a place where they had built like 40 just slabs of houses yeah out there i think so i think the it's only really thing that, weird to build all those slabs like that that's just the foundation that's how yeah, they build yeah. them now but I like to build 40 
like slabs. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah like like, like we're not we're saying. not gonna yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah all right, so we're we're gonna do this house all these houses at the, <laughs> exact, same at, at the exact same time. It's because like, it's like a crew. Haven't you guys ever seen like a like a new housing development built? And that's yeah, yeah that's they what don't they do that. Yeah, they don't do it like that. I've never seen that. I've totally seen housing developments like that for sure. Absolutely, really. It felt weird to me. No, I, I thought that but, uh, felt good. I, th- I think the slowdown part is uh, the whisper scene when they all start like whispering in the living room. Well, you know, you know, everybody's trying to sleep, so we're trying. Oh, to I like that scene. I liked it too, and I especially liked that the little boy couldn't keep it couldn't, couldn't keep it up. Like he he got to a little bit louder. He was trying to stay quiet, but I'm over here. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on forever, and it's a little. It's a. It's the only part of the movie that gets a little cheesy for me when they're like, "Yeah, you know, you go into a white light. It's like heaven. You know, it's a different plane." Like, oh, oh God, Jesus Christ, come on. This is the eighties, Brian. Is, I was about to say it's the eighties. Come yeah. no, everybody, come on, everyone, guys. What? No. Well, that, that's they, what like, also gives it that children-like feel to it. But there was some moment. disagreement on, like, should you go towards the light or should you not go towards the light? And, like, they were like, don't go towards the light. Then they, later they were like, yes, go towards the light. And then they were like, no, no. Wait for Carolina to be like, is there food in the light? How am I eating? Yeah. It's been days. <laughs> it's been weeks, apparently. You, you, yeah. you don't need weeks. to eat, uh, you know, in that, in that plane you're, of existence. You're oh, you, oh, no, you're floating in jello, so you're just eating the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's all marshmallows. Um, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the scene where they were standing on the hill overlooking the uh, subdivision and all that. What is the guy's cane that he's walking up the hill with? Oh, it's Anybody definitely made out of that? bones. <laughs> I thought it was some piece no, of survey. Like weird, but yeah, it looks know. like a weird crutch with like a yeah, like know, a weird. skiing spike on the bottom of it, or it's like a chair that pops out if he gets tired. <laughs> I don't know. It's just really odd. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what that was too, but yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't they don't address it. It's just something weird. I guess we're just supposed to know what it is. Those who know know, you know. The film opens up really strong with like these like flat flashing like you know like a uh, flickering tv set oh the goddamn re- strobe lights from hell oh my god it, yeah uh, yeah it really sells and it's really amazing except for the first time you see the tv you can tell that the flares are coming off the top like uh, how about frame every above. time you see those strobe lights no you most see of the time it, it sells really no, well but that no no one's no really bad. no it doesn't no it doesn't not a single time <laughs> they try to do those does that shit look like it's coming from the tv every time you see the rest of the room lighting up while and then when the strobe lights go out you see the tv where the lights from the tv is coming from in addition to being like, hey, if you are going to have seizures ever in your life, it's going to be from this shit hey, right here. That's good. It's, it's good to know. The 4K it's comes good to with go a goddamn warning on it. Like, oh. I wish I had read the fucking warning because, goddamn, I was like, I can't, I can't even, like, look away in my room because the whole fucking TV is flashing. I shit you not. Look at that. It's got a bright yellow fucking sticker on it. <laughs> warning. <laughs> if you're epileptic, yeah. you're going to die watching this fucking movie. I've, I've seen some anime and this shit was way worse cause of death poltergeist and people are like what (laughs) (laughs) did you work on what you think (laughs) actually i think it's really cool and like you know if it made you feel unsettled then then it works man like it's it's no only unsettled because i've actually had seizures before so i was concerned that it was gonna happen again don't be so weak oh you're right that's Um, the problem you know (laughs) Yeah, that, that is the problem. You have to suck it up. Thank you, Kristen. You it's know a what? Classic. Now get a deal. Now I will. <laughs> you need to start lifting weights with your fucking eye muscles. <laughs> well, you know, no. Do your lips you know, even lift, look, bro? Look, if Carol Ann can sit there blank faced, like no, no emotion, just <laughs> you can too. <laughs> 
I put like, my hands react. on my 65 inch TV and I was like, they're here. Dude, I, I love that shot when she sticks her hands up on the, on the screen. It's so fucking classic and just yeah. awesome. Yeah, that that is a really good moment. Do you guys remember TV turning off at the end of the day? Oh yeah, absolutely. Before infomercials uh, came and ruled the uh, the nineties, the, the, the three a.m. to six a.m. block. Yeah, now it feels weird to pay for something and not get it all the time. It's like, wait, what do you mean it turns off at a certain point? <laughs> <laughs> do I am I getting a prorated rate on the time that I'm not spending? <laughs> I'm sleeping. That doesn't mean the TV should be. God damn it! It was yeah, actually man. some people work nights. It was interesting because I never really put together that I we don't see static anymore until I was watching this movie. That's a good point, yeah. Well, TVs read it as a blue, long time. don't they? Like, they see that, that and they, they're smart enough to go, oh, this is, you know, static, and it shows up blue, right? No, not all televisions. I still have a couple that... Although, the, the noise looks blocky now. Well, it's digital. Yeah. You know, digital's blocky. Digital blocking. <laughs> oh, it's the HBO logo. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you don't remember like old digital TV, like like lagging, and then it would be like these weird like trails of like blocks. Oh you know? yeah, it's kind of like when your solitaire game like messes up at the end, and it's just like you know, it's, it's just a big, it's just a big mess. I, uh, maybe that was more like satellite TV that I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. That would be the modern it. version of this. <laughs> I mean, this that that is the nature of an analog transmission. You don't get it with a digital signal. It just it just it is on or off. I don't know. You remember the old that sound when people used to get texts and the, and you were you could hear it coming through all the all oh the yeah, but that's yeah, but, but, but that's that, how ghosts are. <laughs> they, they kind of float through like electronic waves. Oh, that's true. And they they travel in yeah. pairs. Yeah. Oh well, no. They, they yeah they do. They come every every few seconds. See, they're binary. It's, it's electrical. <laughs> you can feel it. You, you can smell the circuits. Oh, there goes so one. Wait for zero. Giants. <laughs> I do love how she's like, you know, I wouldn't really classify this as a haunting and the fucking like coffee pot moves. And she's like, ah, <laughs> hauntings are for a really long time. Look, we'll burn you with coffee. <laughs> yeah, They're, they're like, call me a poltergeist motherfucker and throw the coffee pot against the wall. That is a great Spielberg moment when uh, they're talking about like the match car that moves across the, the room in like seven oh, hours. It's so amazing. Slower than the eye can so see. Amazing. And the dad's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. wait, uh-huh. what? Yeah, uh-huh. sure. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, so. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers ain't seen shit yet. It's really weird how, how in that scene when they open the door and the, uh, you know, the, the ghosts are throwing a party and you know somebody's got a lampshade on their head and people are running around and shit you just can't see it um but in the beds like <laughs> the, the the bed's spinning right but any other time where there's ghost activity that bed is nailed to the floor it's the only thing that can't get sucked in for some reason because beds are safe that's I a guess. good point they flip the entire fucking room on its side like three different times and the kids are hanging from the bed but when the ghosts are in there by themselves the beds are rocking, so don't come and knock. Uh, only the last time. The, the other times, the beds got nope. sucked up too. Yeah, but it takes a long time. And then because Carol Ann's like hanging on to that like that like that that thing, and and it's, it's I hate it. There's a, there's like a handful of edits in this movie that make me want to like scream. And one of them is this one is when she's like hanging on to the bed and she's like screaming and her little feet are kicking me. And then and like she lets go right, and then it cuts to like a, a P, like a, P, a POV to the door, and now she's hanging on to that piece again that's broken off, and she flies into the closet. Well, she just let go, and it didn't break off. And then later on, when they replace her fucking bed, they went and found that exact same fucking headboard, and it's perfect. I'm like, where did they get that? <laughs> At Sears. 
Oh, Sears just has that bed. Damn, man. Like, they're, I don't they're, know. They're, they're like, look, Carol Ann must you have the have same that bed. You didn't have that bed, Jared? Jesus. Clearly, you that, weren't a kid in the 80s. That was a girl bed. <laughs> I, I had a race car bed, let's be honest. Look, those are some continuity errors, but I actually think the editing in this movie is like absolutely fantastic. They're, okay, but what about the scene in the in the kitchen when, when he comes home and she's like, okay, 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 come sit right here. And then the kid flies across the floor, and then there's that She's weird like, ass jump burning. cut after he talks about oh. after they talk about getting buying pizza. Okay, so the reason and then they're at the neighbors. The reason for that is because his line that got cut out is he said, "I hate Pizza Hut," and Pizza Hut saw the movie and they were like, "No, no, no, you can't put that line in there, or we're gonna pull all your promotional money." Oh shit! So they had to cut that line out. That's why that edit looks a little bizarre that's a little wompy yeah and that one stands out the most but there are some just weird like you know just think about when when carolyn turns around and says the the quintessential they're here it's just like a uh instant like weird cut like to something random they do that a couple times where it just feels it, it's a little it's a little jarring and then th- there's a shot when when she's like laying in the bathtub it's got the red light on there's a weird odd like jump like match cut that doesn't exactly flow i don't know man i'm I'm only seeing things like that on like multiple viewings you know yeah i mean well you got that great one though where robbie looks out of that scary uh scary window you got that pov of the tree right and then you get the flash of lightning and then it cuts and instead of doing a rack focus which is what we would normally do a rack focus rack focus to his uh reflection close-up they just do a cut and dude that's beautiful i mean there's a lot of good moments they're 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 really great like like when uh, the dad's bringing robbie back into the bedroom to lay him down there's a great little like edit right there like a little a little clean like little cut into that it's like ooh, that was pretty you know yeah no there, there's great moments it just feels like they're having to chop around a little bit i think they were yeah i think it works though i think it helps it makes the film a little disjointed and so you're not quite steady which i think kind of feeds into the whole point of the movie i think it works speaking about how the movie just opens up just total spielberg the whole beer thing <laughs> it is, with is the kids Spielberg. and the race car and, and the guy it, on the fucking bike bring it and like anytime a, i see like a like an aerial shot of a subdivision like that i just think spielberg <laughs> you know just like let's let's set let's set our tone of, of like we're in this little neighborhood but also there's something about bicycles rc cars uh goofy old man goofy dude kids spielberg it's just like it's all there, and then and then they get in and they have the little like tiff with the neighbor. Oh, don't don't, Dude, don't I love forget that about whole the Star scene, Wars man. No, well, that, hold on, you're forgetting ridiculous. the most important part, which drove me nuts, was that when he when the when he falls on the bicycle, the beer can starts spraying, which I loved, and then he just walks into the house with the beer with still spraying, spraying everywhere all over the house. And no I one was cares. Like, what? <laughs> No, that's no drove one me cares. Nuts. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Do you have one of those that's not spraying? Can I have one?" <laughs> so I, I was thinking it'd be really funny that at the end of the movie, you you realize that the whole reason that the fucking uh, the ghosts and shit are attacking are not because it was built on the on like a in, like the I keep saying Indian burial ground, but anyway, it's just a fucking graveyard. Uh, is that the fucking the, the the crazy neighbors have like set like some kind of fucking incantation or something up because they keep fucking like changing the channels and it was the neighbors the whole time because they never like they they have this like little <laughs> feud the whole time it would have been great yeah. if it was, had to do something with the neighbors that scene is stupid though that makes no fucking sense like if you think about with, it with the remote control yeah, it makes well, no sense. yeah just, the same TV with the same remote yeah just no, no, that's go, just I'm just take the batteries out of your yeah. remote and then go change yeah. the channel and stay on that channel you're fine <laughs> 
No, I've actually had that happen. No, you have to you have to reset it. It's it's actually a whole process. Or just move your TV farther away. No, from that's where not the how it works. <laughs> well, regardless, yeah. like you can still physically change the TV channel on the TV, and yeah, but then if they change the channel they, over there, yeah, they can again. change. There's no like, yeah, they can change theirs, and then you walk up and you change it on your TV, and then and no one gets pissed, and they'll just like it's already on their show, and now you've but changed. I'm trying yours to watch back. the game. Yeah, but you don't have to use the remote every time to change it back. Is what no, I'm saying. No, but like, but the thing is, is that it's still it's still you know that's you you can't yes, it's it frustrating, if you're manually but it, doing it. No, it has nothing to do with being frustrated. Though I've literally had this happen. It doesn't matter if you change the channel on the remote or on the TV. It doesn't. It, it's on. It's all connected, and you're changing the other person's also. Yeah, but it would so happen saying, one time. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Like if he turned yeah. on the TV and switched the channel to Mr. Rogers, it would be on Mr. Rogers, and then what do you do? You just go to the TV and flip it back to the football game, and then everything is solved. And then they're still on Mr. Rogers, point, and Brian. you're on the football game. I, that's what that's I'm saying. Is I want to use my remote. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Okay, I'm with you, Brian. It's illogical. I've, it's illogical. I've literally know this. Literally has happened to me. Like when I was growing up. Like that's you. know it doesn't work that. Way. Well, when they're sick of watching Mr. Rogers and they switch over to Barney, that's when it's going. That's when to... it's a fucking problem. Yeah, that's right. I don't think Barney existed at this point. In it time. didn't. Barney was like ten years later. <laughs> I did not grow up with Barney. That's why Brian doesn't love you. He only loves me. <laughs> well, we're still a happy family, so get over it. That's what you fucking think. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna let you get eaten by the tree then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, don't! And then the tornado will come and save us. It's fine. Yeah, that tornado was ridiculous. And like, because there's a massive tornado. The fucking trees eating Bobby, or what's his? Is his name Bobby? Uh, Robbie. 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 Damn it, Robbie. I I, I, I completely forgot about that goddamn tornado. Like, I I, I yeah. thought for whatever reason the tree like fell down or something, and then it was just like, I, I guess I conflated the guys, construction guys digging the pool out with them taking and hauling away this tree, but. I mean, I, I completely erased this tornado from my brain. The tornado kills the tree? I guess it does, or sucks it up, or takes it away. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Well, is it evil? Well, that was one of the things, actually, that I thought didn't work, that I was really confused about, was that tree looks very dead, and so I don't know why they have it in their yard. Like, <laughs> it's protecting the house. No, no, that, no, no. That no. Tree, tree looks very dead. concrete. It's, it's going it to fall yeah. over the second the wind mm. hits it. And it's going to hit the house or what, the swimming pool? Like, it's going to hit something. It needs to be removed. I don't understand why they have it. Like, they removed all of the limbs. Why didn't you take the truck <laughs> down? Because what else is going to be scary in the kid's bedroom? I mean, you could have like, a real tree that's scary. You don't have to have like a dead tree. The dead tree is scary. That should terrify you. Don't, if you have a dead tree in your yard, please remove it. <laughs> terrifying you for tree. real legitimate reasons is what you're saying yes God, yeah i've seen a, a, an actual dead tree knock down an entire house you don't want to have that happen <laughs> yeah, you to have. you <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird design for a tree too normally you think of, of a gnarly ass old tree it's got like a bunch of branches and all this this is like a really oddly shaped just like trunk and it's got like a weird upside down mouth <laughs> it's like meh it is cool, like like art wise, like whoever designed it, like it, it's kind of cool and scary. But like, nothing about it makes sense. No, I I look the first time I saw it, I was like, why do they have this weird like concrete tree in their yard? That doesn't make it sense. It looks at like all. a concrete tree. <laughs> I like when it's it, it's attacking Robbie, and then like uh, the dad runs up and tries to go to the door, and it like slams the slams the window closed on him. He's like, no, <laughs> the tree. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's pretty great. Kept reminding me of uh, Evil Dead Two as well. Oh yeah, dude. See, yeah. but they they those were scary trees. No, not not the tree rape scene in that movie, but the, the oh. Oh. Evil Dead Two, oh. the, the tree monster <laughs> comes in and he's got the tree hands and it starts like grabbing oh, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even yeah. the big skull that comes out of the closet kind of at the end is very reminiscent of that big tree monster that comes through the door. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I, I like that. Uh, the, and I, I like the skull coming out of the closet, uh, the, the giant, you know, yeah. Craig T. Nelson stand there and it's massive. I like that better than the one that's in the hallway at the end. Oh, guarding uh, the door? Know, like yeah, the, the, door? Big, the big weird, yeah. Wait, you don't like the big monster in the hallway? I think it's cool. I just, I just, I just think it's it, the it, it, the film shows its age right there a little bit, and it's a little like eh. I love the way it looks. The sound it sounds too much like a lion. They needed to mix it oh, up. Oh, that's the MGM roar. Yeah, it's literally. Is it? Yeah, it's what it sounds it's like. Literally the MGM roar. Uh, <laughs> they were if, like, if oh, we've already got ta- this sample. Like, if they didn't <laughs> take the MGM roar to use for this monster, they took the monster roar and made it into the MGM roar. One way or the other, it's the fucking MGM roar. Yep, exactly that. <laughs> Wait, MGM doesn't have any music in front of their logo, do they? It's just the. It's. it's I was just. I was thinking of uh, when they do the uh, coming soon to video cassette. Uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> I heard it. Felt it. I do remember that. That's like when you, oh, yeah. they were like part oh, partnered with like uh, you know, United <laughs> Artist or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and things yep. were like flying in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking goddamn eighties. Woo. <sighs> Weird time. I like that they set up all these like there. You you definitely get all the little character beats from there. There's so many little characters and everything that's going on. Like I, I like how uh, you always see the daughter, like the older daughter, and she's like always eating. Like she's just constantly eating. Do you guys notice that? Like every scene, she's got, she's like always eating some health food though. It's she's eating pickles, and celery, and she's eating celery. Like like well, she's the guy comes in with the beer. Like she's out at the refrigerator, like slamming pickles. And she's like, hey, she scares the shit out of her, you know. And then when the, and when they're burying Tweety, she's like, she's eating celery, you know. Like, I like that when she comes out of the uh, car after uh, <laughs> almost ratting herself out, knowing where Holiday Inn was, and she's got the hickey on her neck, and oh, she's dude. just screaming her head off. That's she's like, oh yeah, hilarious. I've been there. Dude. I mean, I've heard of that place. I thought it'd be real. No, that's 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 when that's she steps out of the car classic. at the end, and, and the house is flashing. She's like, what's happening? What's <laughs> She's like losing her mind in the car, just like Dad, just go, just go, <laughs> leave the sister I, here. I thought it'd be really funny as if the people who are dropping her off are the construction workers. <laughs> <laughs> that was Billy from Predator, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wait, wait, wait. The construction worker guy. One of the construction yeah, the workers guy that does the wolf Billy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Look at this hot 16-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's not creepy okay. for me to say at all. But, mom's no, like <laughs> but the mom just sits and watches and is like, oh, look at she, them having fun. Like the mom She's, like, she's <laughs> laughing. She thought it was great because her daughter took care of herself. She's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, she did the uh, the Italian flip-off, the bird. She did it all. Yeah, she, all of it, <laughs> yeah. She, she took care of it. Up yours. I did, yeah. I mean, these are the same construction workers that are like, you make really good coffee. Oh, I love What's that. What's that guy's <laughs> name? Doofy? Did she call him Doofy or Goofy? What did you... No, she said... Um, she called him something that his name is not Pluto. credited as. Was that what it was? Pluto. Pluto. Or Pluto. Something. Yeah, oh, it, or something it was like, like some kind of Disney remember. character. I was like, what? Pluto is from... Um, oh, no. Popeye. It's from Popeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think there was a big missed opportunity that Carol Ann should have ran across Tweety in the Upside Down. I mean, she, that would have been she, great. She's like, why is my 
bird here. And she's like, Tweety's here. <laughs> like, she comes back with a fucking bird. Like, oh shit. She's like, I had to eat Tweety while I was in there. Like, <laughs> It's not the upside down. What what is what is it called in the uh, the Insidious movies? What, what is that called? The further or something like that? Further? Oh, I don't know. Or, I don't know. What, what, when they start astro, I've only seen the first uh, one. Yeah, they yeah, start yeah. Doing the astro, astro, astral, astral projection, whatever. Astral projection. Astral projection. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of that movie reminded me of of this. Oh yeah, no doubt. There's there's a lot of good beats that are the same. Um, I was surprised by how much of like just all of like the haunted house movies like have taken and. Like a lot of these ideas, and just completely ran with them. I mean, this feels like the quintessential haunted house movie. Well, not only that, but this was on TV all the time. Like, I feel like oh, yeah. this was one of the movies that was on like every single day. Like, I saw this movie a lot growing up, and it, it just kind of gets stuck in your head. So, I, I don't know that. I mean, yes, I obviously people took from it, but like, it's also one of the things that, like, when you see it that many times. You just kind of, just kind of was like, oh, that's what a haunted house is. This is what poltergeists do. I think that, I think that, like, uh, quoting Carol Ann, Carol Ann, Carol Ann is just as quotable as Luke, I am your father. I mean, like, you know, all of that. What? Like, it's are just you like, talking no, about? On, are you on fucking drugs right now? <laughs> no, I, no, because I just you don't think that everybody's at, like, you know, uh, like at the time after this, everybody was. Uh, no, everybody was like, I don't ever want to hear that name nope. ever again. No, I had oh, to no. say, hold on, because even nope. though I just said that I watched this all the time, if somebody just ran around saying Caroline, I would have no idea what they were talking about. Really? I, I worked with a lady that was named Caroline and had no connection to this movie <laughs> oh, whatsoever. Wow. Well, that sucks. Well, they're I here. I mean, you can there bring it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the rememberable line. But that's still yeah. no, nothing in Star Wars. I mean, come on. Get out of here. I mean, this movie, I think it was, it was a big hit when it came out, of course, and everything like that. But I don't... It's obviously inspired a lot of filmmakers, but I don't know how much it's really... How much it stayed in pop culture today? How how modern you know this movie is, and how how long it's held on? You don't hear a lot of people talk about this. I mean, you talk you hear like lists of like scariest movies or like great ghost stories. This is kind of at the bottom of the list now. I agree. I actually thought I wasn't sure if I had seen it or not <laughs> when we when you brought this up. And an actually, yeah, I've I've seen this many 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 times oh yeah but i know when you said that times. let's do poltergeist for this month i was like oh wait have i have i have i seen that i don't know seems familiar yeah i think i was maybe i saw like parts of it i think that's what i told you was i think i saw parts of it well that was my experience with it was seeing pieces of it or more specifically in the last like three to five years on film twitter seeing pieces of this movie referenced and talked about and discussed and in in the the more craft side of of this movie, but I've never actually seen the whole thing for sure until now. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I remember it being extremely uh, scary as a kid. This is one of those films that was like. I mean, not just as a kid. I'm gonna. I'll say right now, like it was scary as I was watching it. Like I found myself what? bored. 45 minutes into it and i realized that i was bored because i was actively dissociating because i didn't want to feel all the things that they were trying to do to these characters and i was like all right this movie's uh it's getting to me cool 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 i'm still bored damn it but you're scared though yeah yeah you get scared yeah. you get bored <laughs> i get scared i get bored because i start <laughs> i dissociate from the from the emotions that the people are feeling because i don't want to feel the scariness 
he's like yawning and I'm like, what's going on? No, I'm, I find myself like flipping through my phone or looking at Twitter or some shit while the movie's happening. I'm like, why am I pulling up my phone? Oh, it's, I must be scared. Okay. Mike's on Damn, the edge of his seat it? and slouching all at once. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was so scary. I almost watched the whole thing. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think on that, uh, <laughs> I'm going to need to cope with the trailer now. Uh, <laughs> So let's let's take a break. Uh, let's watch the uh, the trailer for Steven. Sp- I mean, uh, Toby Hooper's Poltergeist. The house looks just like the one next to it, and the one next to that, and the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. <laughs> And something more. back that was the trailer for toby hooper's steven spielberg's steven spielberg brings you a story (laughs) like fuck man still a great trailer uh all these like super great trailer moment moments from the movie you know when you see in the movie you're like oh that's in the trailer you know yeah 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 Yeah, you know they, they they kept from using the clown though so much i was kind of surprised by that they yeah, weren't clowning around in the trailer. It's fine. Fuck that clown. Who would even buy that clown? That clown yeah, is fucking like, terrible. Did you see how this weird, gnarly hands? How is and- that clown ever supposed to be an actual toy and not just a prop in a, in a horror movie? Like, like, like give me, give fuck me a you, real mom. Reason. Like, don't, don't bring, don't bring this shit into the house. Like, it, like if it looks what like parent this, it looks at that and says, you know what? That won't give my kid trauma. <laughs> you know what? Robbie's been pissing me off. <laughs> I'm gonna get him a gift. <laughs> but it sleeps with Carol Ann too. Like when when the fucked up shit's happening, like like uh, like it's in bed with Carol Ann. No, Carol Ann's like phobia was the closet door. You know, like no, as but long I'm as saying the closet yeah. lights on. You know? yeah. oh, so it, it doesn't really attack her. You know, she's yeah. she's not so worried about it. 
But it's well, staring you know, Robbie dead in the it eyes. It knows what you're afraid of, you know? So it, it, it plays on what you're you're afraid of, you know? The beast knows too much already. The beast. <laughs> Is this the same beast that tries to get it on with uh, Joe Beth Williams? When she's wearing that football uniform? Hell yeah. She climbs up the wall and... I mean, like, what the hell, man? That scene was like, wait, what is happening now? That was awesome, dude. <laughs> what a cool, what, what a cool use of like, you know. I mean, there's just a thing. It, it like it happens a lot, especially now. It's I guess it must be easier to do, but actually, like creating the fucking rotating set to be. Oh able no, to, those rotating sets that? were dope as shit. Oh man, yeah, you know, it's cool. I don't know. After watching the Nightmare on Elm Street, though, it just it's kind of weak sauce, man. It's totally Wait, weak this sauce. is weak sauce? Yeah, well, if you don't have a blood sauce. trail, if you don't have a blood trail going behind someone as they're dragged. Uh, exactly. That's what you made. know. You're really missing the effect. It, you know? You're right. <laughs> 100% agree. Nightmare on Elm Street just does this so much better. Just so much better. I did like it. I thought it was really funny when she's dragged up to the ceiling. She starts yelling, put me down, because that's not what I would say if I was hanging by nothing at the ceiling. I would <laughs> want to stay up, like, to stay safe. And, uh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's drop fair. Me, drop yeah. me 16 feet? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Let me go so I can fall and probably die. No. She might hit the bed. No, no, no. Not from they that drag position. her across the ceiling and she falls on the floor over there. Like that just, just does not look comfortable. Like, please keep me up elevated. Like, let's 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 nice be fair cushion. though. They they were really pissed at her because they you know she fucking dyed her hair. They they like gave her this like power that she didn't even realize, and so she fucking like you know she changed it and they instantly attack. Like you can't. And also, why the fuck are they still in the house? Uh, right? Like, why the hell would those Zero children sense. be back in that in fucking that, bedroom? In that room. Yeah, that room. Like, that room. absolutely not. No like, kid would ever they, walk in that room again. You know, that would have been like, a pay pay somebody to pack up our fucking house because we're in a hotel for the next, like, three years. Fuck that. You cut back in Tangina and the, and, 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 <laughs> and the other guy are, like, just loading a U-Haul. <laughs> like, this house is really clear now. Like... <laughs> Yeah, she's like, don't throw your back out. All right, you're, you're going out for a little while. Well, we'll be here sleeping where the ghosts just were. It's fine, I'm sure. She's what? raining in the ghosts to fucking like load the truck. The boxes I mean, are floating. His bosses gave him that. Ha- his boss gave him that house. Like, based on every interaction that he has with him, like he's not going to move out. He didn't even tell his boss. He's like, he tried to hide that the haunting was happening when his boss was there. Like, the first thing I would do oh, was call and insist awesome. on a new place to live. You know, like I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, this house is so great, thank you. Which is what he did for the whole movie. He's not going to move out. Well, he makes, couldn't move out at that point because that's why Karen they're in was, the house. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I like, would have like, left the child. I would come. Oh, back you'd have been visit. like, "Fuck you, Carolyn." We were no, out. No, <laughs> I would be like, Carolyn, I love you, but you're not here anymore. I'll come back for you." <laughs> or may, may, maybe everyone leaves. You know, you don't like live there. Maybe you stay down at the yeah. Holiday Inn, and then you come and like it's yeah. like shifts. You know, it's yeah, like exactly. Always, Just in way. case, I, I would come with the psychic. Right, I would come with the the people. Like, let's get the child back. But like, you don't need to stay there. Yeah, they send they send the boy off. They put him in a cab. And they're like, get out yeah, of here. Like, get the fuck out. That whole scene you can tripped live. me the fuck out, man. Because like, he he gets in the back of the uh, car. I was going? like, I was like, there's got to be someone in the passenger seat that like knows the dog. him. He takes there's the gonna dog. be someone else in the car that's going with. Nope, nope. Just a random cabbie. No acknowledgement of the cabbie's humanity. Just 
send your kid off with this random person to and where he's though? Just where like, did he go? Yeah, and he's he's probably he safe went to a grandparent. To be honest, they, that was <laughs> what was said. That? It was what was said during the uh, whisper scene. Oh, I just hung uh, off the phone with your uh, your grandma. She's gonna be so excited to see uh, you. Okay, it was all just right, all said in whispers. Okay, that's yeah, why I, I guess it. I didn't. I also missed. I was it thinking in my whispers. head. I was going. They're whispering. <laughs> Instead of listening, to <laughs> I know it's why it's so yeah. distracting. Why yeah. did they do that? <laughs> it's like wow. I, it's I, the only thing I could think that whole scene was like they definitely had that shotgun mic real close and they had that all that turned up real loud so they could hear all the whispers. Oh, I just assumed it was all ADR. I mean, I'm sure there's a shit ton of ADR in this movie. It had to be with all the wind machines and all the crazy shit going on. But they didn't have fake skeletons. Had real skeletons in the pool. Yeah, because yeah, apparently skeletons are too hard to make for real. Wait, what? So imagine taking those skeletons and those real skeletons and like putting all the skin on it and dressing them up and then making a giant like muddy how skeleton. Do you, how suit. do you age a fake skeleton better than an actual skeleton? You I'm can't. Sure they didn't have flesh on them. They had to add <laughs> all that. Actually, when they were digging the pool, they found some down there. So they're like, "We can just use these, right? It'll be <laughs> no, the, fine." No, like what they didn't say. Those are the actual corpses. <laughs> so where did they get the skeletons from? I well, mean, someone was building a, a subdivision, a and they center. actually moved the uh, moved the, the bodies. Um, they're you know, like, hey, so they do that. No, the they do thing. move graveyards. That's the thing. And they just dumped them in the back of a truck. But they and they do brought them no. Out to set. <laughs> it was the Weinstein family crib. <laughs> That's why they were raping. There's a bunch of skeletons <laughs> in that closet. No. <laughs> That's why the ghosts are raping. <laughs> no, they didn't really rape. <laughs> the ghosts are raping. Yeah, they are a little rapey, aren't they? <laughs> they are. They're definitely the wa- raping. Even, even when Carol Ann runs through Mom, she's like, ah! <laughs> she's like, fuck. I felt her move through me. Oh, man. I like how, like, you know, just imagine, just put yourself in that in that spot, and someone has this moment and you even you even see her hair like you know you're like whoa and she's like oh my god i can smell her i can smell her this is my daughter and then she goes and she's like giving her like smell I, i'd be like i'm good i believe you i don't, I don't need to I don't, I don't need to smell it i'm good <laughs> i don't care much your face i don't care much for that scene it gets a little cheesy but Oh, it's cheese. When it's she cool. brings up that scarf and she's like, uh, she, the way she delivers that, it's a stupid fucking line, but she delivers no, she it so perfectly it. where she's like, oh, she moved, accurate. I felt her move yeah. through my soul or some shit no, like that. No, she's acting her ass off oh right there, dude. Gosh, the only reason I'm even making yeah. fun of it is yeah. because I've seen it so many times, but like when if, the first time you see this and you're like connected into the moment, yeah, bro, you feel it, man. Like uh, there, Gosh, there so are times cool. like, like when they, when they tell they're in the hallway and they're in this like wide shot, like it, it, um, It'll catch me right sometimes, and I might even get a little teary. Like you know, like when he when she's like, um, "Which one of you is the disciplinary of, of the family?" And he, and then they have this whole big moment where they're like, "Carolyn, like we're gonna be, both of us are gonna whip your fucking ass." Like that whole moment, dude. I'm just like, ah, I'm right in the moment. And then when she when she looks over at, at Tangina and she's like, "I fucking hate you for this." That whole little moment, dude. It, it all of that plays, and they just play it in this long fucking like take, and then they're slowly pushing in. Well, that yeah, that was the most Spielbergian, yeah, Spielbergian of all the moments was because like like the way that the blocking goes from the three shot and the four shot, and then there's someone close up, and then someone else moves into the foreground, and there it's their close up time. Like yeah, it's great, dude. That was Spielberg for fucking days right there. You can't tell me Toby, Toby Hooper actually directed that scene. No, he. No, here's the deal. Like, I, I can't tell did. you that he directed it. Spielberg like, did storyboard the whole movie, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. his. He he wrote it. 
and he's produ- he's executive producing it. It's his movie, and he and he but he's letting this other guy come in and direct it. But he still has a lot of say on everything. Like he ha- he definitely has a vision, and he's bringing someone else in to you know to do all the yeah. weird scary shit that he doesn't normally do. What do you mean? He, I mean, he got famous for Jaws. Yeah, it's different though. It is different. Mm-hmm. Creating suspense, guys, is creating suspense, regardless if it's a shark getting ready to eat you in the water, or if it's a ghost that's getting ready to come out of your bedroom I think it's closet. More the, I think it's more the the working with uh, practical effects and doing all that kind of stuff. I think that's why that's where he was coming in with the scary stuff. I don't know. Practical why the fuck effects. Was Toby what there? are you talking about? Were you not? What, did you not listen to the Jaws with the shark? What, what yeah, and the Jaws about? didn't fucking work, yeah. and so it made it better. That's right. They're, that's what they learned. They're like, less is more. Like, you know, so, but this time they want to do more. Like, like you know, like the, there's a fucking, like... Uh, no, the all, Jaws it, didn't work, so they pushed all those shots to the end of the movie. They still got every shot from Jaws that they wanted. They didn't They didn't show less of Jaws because it didn't work. They, that was what Spielberg wanted the entire time. That's why I believe that this was also Spielberg, because he, sh- he has the same level of suspense that's happening. He just wanted a little bit more things on screen. They're still showing you a lot, yeah. But they but they, they they reserve it. They're not showing you the other side of the closet. You know, they don't give you that. No, world. you don't need to though. Because it's but not you about get, that you world. Get, you get a lot of things coming out though. Reactions oh. from the world, like the hand coming out of the TV and like floating around and then going up into the wall and then the fucking all the house starts to shake and all that. Those kind of cartoony shit. moments though. That that. When like the ghost hand comes out of the TV and it's very and Ghostbusters, some of the are, it's very yeah. Ghostbusters. Very all, all, Ghostbusters. All the creatures are yeah. very Ghostbusters. The same special yes. effects guys. So I mean, you know, you can see. It. Oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Robert. It uh, makes total uh, sense. That's Robert Edlin. I, I could see that. Well, then it's cool, man. It, like it, 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 very vibey. It fits that. Like you know the all the skies. All it's 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 very Ghostbusters. You know, that's when it felt very Saturday morning serial. Like cool. Yeah, this is this is where it's trying to be PG. Like it's it's scary scary cartoon ghosts. Oh, cool! And then, but the the difference between the the cartoon ghosts coming out of the TV and the fucking like MGM roar monster that's in the hallway, those felt like dramatically different approaches or different. I, that that's where I'm I'm saying like that's where had the the disconnect of is this a PG movie or is this a, a wishes it could be an R movie. It, it's 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 in the middle there. It's it's a PG thirteen movie, but those didn't exist. So it's kind of that is what Spielberg got in trouble for his entire career. Uh, this is like I think the first. I mean, this is the first instance that it it happened because like I think Spielberg did the, the two Robert Zemeckis movies. He mm-hmm. produced those. His what was it? Used cars. I forget what the other one is. And then he did a Bill Murray film that he produced. And then mm. it's this movie. And this is like before Gremlins. This is before Goonies. This is kicking off Amblin Entertainment. Oh wow! I didn't realize that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's well, why yeah. Kathleen yeah. Kennedy doesn't even have a producing credit. Uh, what, no, I she's what on her, it. Yeah, she's like an associate producer or something. Yeah, like that? it was a really I saw her low name, credit. and I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh, this must have been the the time where she met actually fucking Frank Marshall because well, ET was well, ET was her big first movie. Oh, this was being made while ET was being. I know it's at the same yeah, time, but yeah. like you know, like the she was focused on the other picture, as was supposedly Spielberg, according to the D, to the DGA. Apparently, they had the B camera team on this one because <laughs> there's a lot of like soft, like lots of out of focus camera stuff, but. Especially key, there's key moments that are like out of focus. What are you talking about? What moments? A key moment that's out of focus. I don't remember. Um, when uh, 
Carol Ann is down on the ground, and like she like she lands and she's crawling over the TV. All of her close ups are just soft, completely soft. Man, it's so hard to tell with that strobe effect, though. That's well, fair. I, they're, yeah. uh, they're, they're, yeah. I think they're struggling to pull focus because of that, but they're uh, definitely out of focus. I didn't think about that. Well, and surely then, they can turn that off and get the blocking, right? And get the. That's know. assuming that a kid's going to hit the same that's, mark. That's every time. what I was thinking. It, it, because I, I think one of the other ones that I saw was out of focus, it, it has to deal with Carol Ann. So may, maybe, maybe they're putting her in there and they're getting what they get. You know what I mean? I think they are because I I read a trivia thing that was saying that like the scene when she's in the bedroom and they're flipping the room and she's hanging from the the bed and she's freaking out like they got one take of that and she was actually legitimately freaking out and they realized that she was freaking out Spielberg calls like cut and like Holdren's like you don't have to do that take again so I'm I'm sure I there think- was some moments where she was like just not able to keep going. I think it's a doll in some of it. Like I was watching it closely and I think that some of the stuff in the wider when she's like on the bed and like her hands are just like up in this position like this, uh, it's static. She doesn't move at all. It's very static. So it feels like it's a doll uh, in a lot of the takes. And then you get some of her stuff. And then even at the end when, when mom's like hanging on the door frame and she's flying up in the air and all that. And when she uh, gets Bobby and uh, Robbie and the, and she's like he's like grab he's like grab your grab your sister and they all pull if you then they cut to this cool overhead shot of everybody like coming into the hallway uh, Carol oh, yeah. just runs into the frame she doesn't fly into the frame like everybody else like you know I, th- I think there's just some limited things that like I mean like how old was she actually she's supposed to be, supposed to be five but she was I'm sure she was older I don't think she was that much older it's, yeah, it's hard it's hard to, seven to get a kid to act you know and i i think that she, she everything that she was supposed to do she did because she's she fucking incre- killed it man she's incredibly creepy <laughs> yeah she would have been six or seven she was born wow. in 75 she did a good job yeah spielberg always gets pretty good performances out of uh kids i'm always surprised so maybe he taught toby hooper how to pull those out you know or maybe he just directed those scenes and toby hooper was like hey steve that looks great looks great steve that's totally working keep doing that Directed the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. What's up? He's over there smoking weed and leaning against the monitor. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's good shit. He's just not a he's just not a go get him kind of guy. Isn't that what Tangina said? That actual uh, yeah. uh Zelda Rubenstein? Yeah. yeah, she was saying that, that like he was doing drugs on set and then Spielberg actually directed this movie. I think Toby Hooper had a cocaine problem. I don't know about a <laughs> Who didn't? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody did, man. I, I do like, feel like, yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. He's like, I made the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <clears throat> you know, let's get this shit done. <laughs> you couldn't have made that movie without the assistance yeah. of cocaine, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on fucking uh, Coach to pull out a fucking um, chainsaw and go after that tree. Right? That would have been pretty epic. Yeah. We- but it's the long one from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Cause if, you're gonna throw, if you're gonna throw all this fucking like Star Wars shit in there, uh, right? Oh my god, they had like every bit of marketing available had, for these kids. Well, this was like had right you, before the release of uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. how'd you feel about those? The peak of the seasons. How'd you feel about those Star Wars posters with fucking pushpins in them on the walls, Brian? Oh, those weren't original posters. It's okay. <laughs> you don't think so? That's what those are made for. They were, they were even folded. That is what that. they like, were made for. No, they were not folded. Know? They were not folded. Yes, they were. The one behind his bed was folded. The Star Wars one was? Yes. I know the alien one was not folded. The alien one was not folded, but the Star Wars one behind his bed was folded, and it was on the wall with pushpins yellow, and I was like, ooh, I bet Brian's burning up. Eh, it didn't look like <laughs> it was original, though. I'd have to go back and look at it, but yeah. I guarantee you that George Lucas had, had like a crate of those in his fucking in his garage, and he's like... 
All right, just put this up. It's like he just dumped all that shit. I do have those Star Wars sheets though. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are the Empire Strikes Back sheets. That I yeah yeah I have those. Yeah, they are. Dude, I want that sick ass Chewbacca fucking jacket, bro. The one he throws right? over the clown. Yeah, it, it looks like an iron-on patch. It's great. And there's the he's got a his, his room's pretty cool. Dude, yeah, he's got a sick ass room. They've got I, the I Toys R Us super... giraffes. I don't know what the fuck it is, but the Toys R Us giraffes are on the the shelf in the back. Yeah, that is, is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. Maybe the whole thing was sponsored by Toys R Us. It's definitely sponsored by Cheetos. There's like a <laughs> there's like a twenty second Cheetos like freeze frame, <laughs> like with the bag like flat to the screen. It's like, yep. Yep. and then he's like, ah, and he's like, he's like, then I'm gonna, he's like, hey man, I'm about to go in the kitchen and steal a steak and throw it on the counter. I kept waiting for him like, to like pull out like a steak and it's gonna have a sticker like a Win Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> no man, the, pe- the everybody in this household keeps all their meat and stuff out open in the refrigerator. It's just like a, it's like they're, they're, the steak must have been just right there on the rack. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty freaking gross. He just reaches in and grabs it and throws he's it on the like, counter. He's like, there you go. This is what we do back home. <laughs> like, what dickhead does what? that? Goes to somebody's fridge and pulls out a huge ass, like, fucking a two fucking pound. Fucking yeah, this going to feed the family. You know, they, they, they were going to have that for dinner tomorrow. We're like, fuck you guys. I, I got hungry. I just wanted to eat two pounds of meat. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, look, I do it. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not judging the man. He Maybe he's on keto because, you know, that was fried chicken, though. <laughs> um, no, like, look, look, you want to you want to get the the chicken leg? No, that's fine. You go ahead. Th- that is a late night snack. That's totally acceptable. Put that goddamn huge ass steak down. <laughs> you gonna and like you how you gonna cook a big? I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, he was like, he was I'd, prepared, bro. I'd be so fucking pissed, man. If I was coaching, I like woke up and like I smelled my <laughs> steak cooking, and I'd be like, do you know what we're going through in this household? <laughs> I was looking forward to this fucking steak. <laughs> I was saving that bacon. <laughs> you could have watched me turn from coach to Mr. Incredible. <laughs> oh, man. But, like, that guy gets his comeuppance for, like, trying to steal the steak. Because uh, he gets yeah, he rips rip- his own face <laughs> off. Like, what the fuck? Frightening. That's when really I think cool. about I this like movie. That. Yeah, when I think about this movie, that scene. Like, from, like, as a kid, that's, that's, that's the That's the shit scene. that works for you? No, no, no. I'm saying that's the scene that like I that stuck out. You know, if you think of certain Ugh. films, it's like, oh fuck. And and it's it's not just that he's ripping this face off. It's that at the end of it, he's he like, you know, it's, it's like, and then there's like a moment like that, and then he like snaps out of it, and the match cut there is like fucking sexy. And I'm like, ah, like yeah, that's the scene. I hate that he rips yeah. like the bottom chunk of flesh right under his eyeball, and his eyeball is still just fucking hanging there. And he's like, oh god, god. And the, the beautiful shot of the sink, like with the blood drops going down, like all of that. I know. I hated those blood drops. They didn't oh, feel like blood you. drops. The, I was bl- like, what the how, hell is how this? How many times have you dropped blood into water, Griggs? That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, every time I've ripped my face <laughs> off, it has not gone that we way. We should have had so. more of a talk about this at period one. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> wow. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I think we need a moment that of was, silence for that, that joke. That was a transition. <laughs> well, uh, we'll say. No, we can discuss, I don't know, the consistency of blood and water if you want. But um, <laughs> I really didn't know. No, I'm getting nose. Nope, okay. Nope. nope. <laughs> but I did Ooh, really enjoy. Uh, just say it looked realistic. That's all you got to say. I did, I did really enjoy all of the, um, all of the, he's ripping his face off. I heard uh, someone say um, over the last few days that like the, it's a shame that all of these practical effects have gone away because you can really see all of the art, art, art that goes into it and the craftsmanship that goes into it. And that's what we're really missing with all of our CGI and our, 
our movies now. And so to see something like that, I don't know. I, I think I appreciated it a lot more thinking about what actually goes into it, not just that it's gross or if it's realistic, uh, just, but how actually really cool it is and how someone sat there and made that. And then, you know, he got to like, pay, like, I think that'd be really fun to like be an actor and have to like claw off your own face. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That was Spielberg doing Wasn't that. Spielberg those, those his hands yeah, that those were Spielberg's reaching up hands. and grabbing the shit? Look, he had his hands all over this film. Um, <laughs> but Literally. The makeup it's, guy that built it was like, no, I don't want to tear it apart. What if I tear it apart wrong? You know how long it took me to make this? No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be responsible. It, it, it doesn't look real. and it, You can tell that it's a head, but I think it really plays it really plays in this world because it's like he's having a fucked up vision. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it like, works perfectly. I think it, it, yeah, it, it sells really, really well. Like, like today, if we were to do it today, they would have done it all CG and it would just look really like, you know, it would look like his face more instead of like cutting to this like dead feeling thing. But I like the dead feeling thing better than the CG. Like, the CG, they can blend it so well usually now that you don't even recognize that someone has created that and you don't really recognize all of the art that goes into it anymore you're just like oh his face is falling off well they're still creating the art they're just using a digital medium to create the art so i didn't say it's not art i didn't say no one's creating it i said you don't recognize it because it looks so realistic you're just like oh his face is falling off well, okay. I, I mean, that, that's I, not the discussion I was trying to have. But okay, that's, that's <laughs> Jared, if you want to take that up, that's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I got it. I got it. Mike, it's not art. Okay. It's not the Fuck same. you. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of art. And there are too many people online saying that as soon as the word CG comes out, they're like, oh, it's not art. Nobody's creating it. The fucking computer's doing it. All I'm trying to say is people are still making it. They're just using different mediums. For now. And it's less recognizable as a created thing because it's more realistic because they're doing more interesting things with different tools. But there's Whoa. something about you having a tangible thing to Hold act on. against. More more interestingly realistic that you're just saying like it doesn't feel like it's a dead thing because it feels more like it's their actual face? No, it's a, it's a, uh, it's about improvisation. That's what it's about. Like it, okay, so when you're working in CGI and a director and a cinematographer and everybody's involved, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Right, and you're having to relay, uh, rely on part, yeah, on previs, usually true, and storyboards, yeah. and people are confused, and nobody knows what anything's going to look like until the CGI guys are going in there, all the effects guys are going in there and painting everything in. Yeah, until it's animated. Yeah, right, and nobody knows what it looks like, and they're going for a specific look and a, a specific uh, outcome, and they can change that down to the pixel. Now, when you make something, right, the way the light hits. Right, the DP, the cinematographer, has some contribution to the work outside of lighting a fucking actor in a green screen and being like, "Well, it's going to be in this kind of environment. This is the kind of light." But how specific can you get? It's not there. I mean, you can approximate it and you can try to recreate things. I mean, sometimes it works out really uh, well, like in Gravity, where they're recreating the sunlight and that looks amazing. And then you can have something like the uh, the Last Avengers movies, where it looks like people are just in a brightly lit cartoon. And everything's nice. But in this movie, when you have those practical effects, you get these happy accidents and you get moments like the guy ripping his face off and him jerking his head back. It is weird because his face is like up and who would ever be in that position? It makes it look more painful. It looks so much cooler, honestly. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, and it, there, there's, it's, like a, there's like a otherworldly creepiness to yeah. it. Yeah. 
and everybody's involved. Everybody can put their hands on it. Everybody on set. Like, you don't have to be the person that made this great, incredible makeup, but everybody on set can interact with it and contribute their ideas to it. That's what makes it different, as opposed to just being a team of computer guys that are working with shit after the fact. Oh, I disagree with that exact statement at the end. Like, it, it's still the same thing. Everybody's contributing to it. Everybody's putting their hands on it. They're just putting their hands on it differently. Yeah, but they're not There's... interacting with it in a tangible sense. Like, when you're lighting something, you're lighting something that's not there versus lighting something that is there. That's but you're a still difference. lighting. Uh, that's not true. You're still lighting it in the computer. You're, you're, you're. Yeah, but you're not on okay, set, well, is I, what I'm saying. Yeah, you're he's doing talking it. about set versus post production. Yeah, th- no, I, I get that. I'm just, I, my, own, my only point, and I'll, I'll leave it at this because. I don't want to have this argument because too many people are having this argument and misunderstanding the point. There's still a high level of artistry that's happening in computer-generated animation and things that are visual effects happening in post-production. There's still an extremely high level of artistry. And to contend that there's not enough people putting their physical hands on it or there's not... I'm um, not saying that that's that no, bad. Nobody's no saying one's that arguing that it's not bad. art. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a different thing. It's not as communal is what I'm saying. I, I'm. I would say it's more communal, and it, and the good stuff that's happening is because there's good shot design and there's good visual. Man, understanding I do of what the shot for people, and sometimes I don't even talk to the fucking cinematographer. You know, sometimes I won't even talk and to a guy. That's director. where the feelings happen. I will just talk to a producer that's like, "Hey, look, can you get this shot done?" And dude, that happens in movies. Not every single shot is like, "Oh, we're gonna do this." Sometimes it's like, "Look, I just need this right here to happen. I need this ghost hand to come out out of this fucking TV. Can we do that? All right, cool." Somebody get animated yeah, on that. It's totally different being on set and like when you have practical effects and everyone, everyone on set is involved and everyone on set is paying attention and doing it. And then you get to see the result versus filming something where you can't see anything and you just kind of, you're like, well, maybe in like a year I'll see what they do with it later on down the road. And, and no one yeah, really cares. So there's, there's a different way of interacting as crew members. Um, it's still art. That's no, I don't think anyone's making that argument except for Jared. Um. <laughs> well, just you know, play well, I mean, uh, all visual effects is but it's, it's just like, different. Like, yeah. Well, the, the, oh, the, there's oh. a happy medium now, well, though. I think Go what ahead. I was saying. Okay, okay. I, I, I think to clarify, perhaps let me, maybe I should clarify what I was saying. I, I don't say. I'm not saying that it's not art. I'm saying that it is much easier to recognize something like that as art. So I get what you're saying, Mike. A lot of people do look at CG and think that it's not art, and. And there's, uh, I'm not saying it's not art. I'm saying that it's way easier to look at practical effects, which have gone completely by the wayside now and see how that is art. Cause it's something that you can like, like you can actually see it's something that's, that's physical. That's there that you can touch um, the CG. You can't like touch it. And so I, I'm not saying it's not art. I'm saying it's easy to recognize one as art and the other as, as I don't want to say it's not art because it's not what I'm saying at all. No, tangibility is a big deal. I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, with the modern production, uh, they're starting to do more of these instead of using green screen and doing everything in post. They're actually like you know doing virtual sets with like all these giant LED walls, like the volume and stuff. And, like I think that shit looks and, worse. You know, it like if you do it right, it it works out. But a lot of the times, man, it it, it you can really see it, it if well, it's not it's, used it, correctly. Yeah, in these in these first two, three, five years, there's there's going to be there has been and there will continue to be a level of like overindulgence, and we can do all these things, so let's do everything. And it's like, no, it really only works for some specific things. And there are some shows that like you can tell everything's in the fucking volume. Can we go outside for one shot, please? Discovery season three. 
anyways, <laughs> I think all um, car shots should be done like that now. Westworld. No, dear I agree. God. No, that that would totally works. That, that's a perfect shots, application. All that stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah, perfect application yeah. for that. But what, but what I mean by that is, is that the DP and everybody on set is is has a say in in the moment of what's actually going to be the plate behind yeah them. that's true uh, which yeah which is nice it, it, it makes it a more collaborative thing at the time and even the actors can see it there they're getting the reflections it's all there it just it, it helps out with performance i mean yeah i mean look everybody on set likes shooting on an actual set or location versus shooting on a green wall i think we can all agree on that unless you're hitchcock oh, for sure wait what no hitchcock likes sets he likes to do process shots instead of being in a car. Yeah. I think he was thinking of that one bird shot where they, <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to go outside, so he shot her. Like, I don't know. Coming out yeah. of a door, they yeah. shot her. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if Hitchcock had the volume, he would have been in there all day, every day. Like, let's just be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of practical effects, this shit looked really good for what it was and for 1982. Like, I really enjoyed most of the ghosts i i mean when they're going in the fucking closet and they cut to them falling out of into the living room like i loved all that shit i really enjoyed the costumes they were absolutely completely simple 80s costumes nothing was um complicated everything like this was like the simplest you could get and it worked so well it it went along with like the simple subdivision, everything looks the same. They all look the same. They were like the most basic outfits you could get. And somehow I think it worked so well. It tied everything together to match with the production design, to match with everything was like the most basic 80s you could get. <laughs> it was yeah, not boring if, if, though. It was like classic. No. It, like it worked. It felt really lived well. in. Yeah. It felt so normal that you yeah. just didn't, you don't think about it because it's like, yeah, everyone looks like that. Yeah, even all the gack and all the houses, like yeah. all the production design. I noticed something with the costumes, though. I was I was uh, watching the credits, trying to find the director for some reason when he wasn't there. <laughs> but um, it, it said uh, "ladies costumer" and "men's costumer." I did see they that too. They did yeah. that in Jaws. What is that about? Remember, I don't know. They did that in Jaws too. I have all, I have or like the first Jaws. They did that in Jaws also. <laughs> in Jaws, Jaws also. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Wh- how odd, yeah. It must be just a, a thing that, that... I'd never seen that before. I thought that That's, was really weird. No, this is, so this is the second time that I've seen it. I I don't know if that was a thing, or I don't know if that was just like a Spielberg thing. Well, and so that was the other comment that I was actually going to make was because the costumes are so basic that it, all, it looks like... Same with Jaws. I had the same comment for Jaws, actually. These people could have brought their own clothes, but it looks like somebody was there to um, curate it. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which I think, mm. you know, is something that people, if you are going to have your actors bring your bring their own clothes, somebody, some, you still need a wardrobe person on set, dear God. But um, <laughs> that's what it looked like, is that, there, that they, they could have just brought their own clothes, but there was somebody there to curate it, somebody there to style it, somebody there to, like, handle it. And so I'm wondering, I, I had the same comment about Jaws, I'm wondering if that is just something that Spielberg did, I don't know. Or just the, just the crews that he works with. That's just kind of like you know some, some some crews just work a certain way. Or maybe Joe Beth Williams just needed somebody to come special in special attention. Get yeah. get those jeans like extra tight on her. Oh, oh. Stop it, man! 
God, she was so gorgeous in this movie. I, dude, yeah, I did not realize she was a fucking oh milf when I was God. watching this. I was like, God damn, she's so fucking hot. What oh the fuck? Oh my she, God. She was what? She was what? She was so fucking hot, man. I had no idea. So yeah, yeah. hot. Dude, and I didn't see any spaghetti straps, and she was still amazing. Dude. I know. I know, right? Uh, I, did you I see, know. like, yeah. fuck, yeah. man, at least fuck. three or four different times in this movie, I was like, oh, Joe Beth Williams, holy shit, you're so good looking. Mm. Well, I mean, what what was what was the the big chill was what two years after this or the next year after this? Yeah, I think it was. 82. This was like peak Joe Beth Williams goodness. And also it's peak Zelda Rubenstein. Oh yes, but <laughs> it was just for the shorts. No, those shorts were bombing. But she was she no, but like her like her face, her hair, like her entire getup. Like I was like I did not realize I had an eighties type, but goddamn, this is it. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shit. I like Zelda too. She's my favorite character. Yeah, she... This is the only movie I've not, ever I seen. I didn't her. understand her voice. Why did she talk in that high pitched thing? Because she, she, that's her voice, right? she represents the lollipop guild. <laughs> she's real short. They have they have high voices, okay? They can't. I was like I, I mean, I read one review she's that was like and then guild. the midget comes in and I was like, Who is this she midget looks person? Like she, she like walks he, in. She's not a midget. She's, she's just like short. Feet. She's like, I don't know. She's I made short. That Even Coach is though. like making jokes about like she's like fighting her at the other side of the rainbow and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, I, I was struggling to take her serious because uh, of her voice. I was no. like, what is this? I, it sounded ADR. I was like, there's no way this is her real voice. That's like, 100% what the fuck? her real voice. I think I actually have no idea. I bought it the I, whole thing. I would like to think that that's her real voice. Um, I can't That's take credit voice. for it, but I was I saw somebody say something where they were like, you know, the uh, the, the family thought she was a medium, but she she was more of a small. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good fucking joke. Uh, it's a perfect joke. Uh, but yeah, no, but she's she's fucking excellent. Like I said, when when, oh when, when she shows up, the movie is taken off. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and the second know, she walks in, you're like, oh, we got this. So we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, kick it's, it's like now we actually brought somebody who knows how to deal with it. Worked out. Yeah. Even though when it comes down to it, she didn't step in the closet and take care of shit. She's like, ah. That's the good. only moment I kind of feels off to me in the movie. That joke does not feel at the right spot. It's, but you know, no, but right. but it's, wait, wait, which show? Okay, so they set it up. Even even when Tangina comes in there and she's talking and she she does her whole like like monologue. Yeah, she and she's like Carolyn. No, no, yeah, no. Before all that, she's like uh, Carolyn will only come to her mother's voice. And then so then it, so it, they they set that up and then then you get outside the closet and she's like about to go in and she's like I'm gonna go and she's like no uh, you, you, you know you've never done uh, this before you never and uh, neither of you you're right but that yeah it, it, but it go. doesn't work it's a great line but it, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work I agree. It doesn't oh that totally yeah work. no it was uh, definitely like wait what I love this and, and, and at that moment I don't understand uh, okay. I don't understand yeah. what the other woman is trying to do. What the, the, uh, like Dr. Lesh Like like oh. she's over at, at the doorway And then she enters in And then Tangina looks over And she's like No You go back downstairs with Ryan Like like what what was Dr. I didn't get that little moment there Just too many in all the chaos in, Too many cooks in the kitchen That's all Yeah you're right There, there was a lot There's a lot going on there But the behind the scenes Of how they did all those lights Coming out of that closet Was really kind of cool How did they do all those lights Ugh. Coming out of the closet 
Uh, they had uh, why Brian? Why ugh? I hate they had him. multiple hate lights him. with with like uh, going through different types of fans, and then they had like a board with like little bitty mirrors about this big, yeah. all kind of hung where they could like wiggle, and then they shot light at it, and it, and it's kind of dancing the mirrors like that, and they were hitting it with with air and like from fans, since it was causing all the little mirrors to wiggle. That's a like, lot. Oh no! They had they had a lot of shit going on. Multiple multiple yeah. different types of hazers and fog machines and fucking just. There were there were two or three different moments where I, I remember thinking, "Oh, this is just a closet full of fucking lights." Like cool. Like most of the movie, I I was convinced, like yeah, it's a it's a otherworldly ethereal cloud of ghosts and shit. And then there was a few moments where I was like, "Cool, it's a closet full of lights." Got it. Yeah, but the rope going in and disappearing, and then like it coming out, and those you were see the it, moments where it, like, I was hanging in the air, and I was like, "That's that pretty freaking dope." But there yeah. were a few moments again where it was just like, uh, "Yeah, cool." It's a set with a giant fucking like eighteen k or something stupid. Like, yeah, cool. it plays. It's, not, it's the early eighties, bro. It was sexy. Yeah, if I had watched it forty years ago, Griggs, you're getting snippy. It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jaren has spoken. <laughs> He's not wrong. All right. So uh, before we uh, move on to ratings, uh, the budget was $10.7 million with a U.S. gross of 77.1 and a worldwide gross of 121.7 million. Oh, that's no wonder they made not much more than the U.S. gross. Yeah. I would, yeah, usually they like almost double the U.S. gross. That seems well, like this didn't less star uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or uh, Sylvester Stallone. That's fair. Yeah, but it's Correct. made by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg. It was. Uh, you know, I think outside of he wasn't huge at this point. Outside of his normal big stuff, like if it wasn't big in the U.S., it usually wasn't that big overseas either. Was this his third or fourth big movie? Oh uh, well, I mean, really, this wasn't. I need to look at his this shit. really Jaws wasn't even was a, a, that big of a movie because Jaws made over two hundred million, and then Close Encounters yeah. made almost two hundred million. I think it was like one seventy five or something like that. And then he had uh, nineteen forty one, which was a bomb. Yeah, that, that was a huge bomb. But I mean, this came out, and I mean, it would have been like a, a success story. I think it was like well, it was in the top ten highest grossing movies of the year. But this is also the same year that E. T. came out and became the highest grossing film. Of all time until uh, uh, yeah. Titanic yeah. came up. Okay, well, this was after the first Indiana Jones. All right, yeah. So he had he had some notoriety, just not he wasn't he wasn't fucking Spielberg yet. He was just the guy that made a couple cool movies. He was definitely Spielberg. How many times did they say Spielberg in the trailer? His name's all huge and shit. You know what's hilarious? This is, this is like right before the Twilight Zone incident. Like that was eighty three. What was the Twilight Zone incident? Uh, he he made the Twilight Zone and um. He directed a segment, but the first segment was directed by uh, John Landis, and that's the incident that killed Vic Morrow and the two uh, little kid actors. Wait, oh, so people died during the making of that movie? Yeah, yeah. A helicopter crashed into them and killed oh, them. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, and I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that, like, changed everything in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. When kids can be on set, when they can't, how many hours they can work. All the safety oh, per- wow. precautions okay. and all that shit. That all started from that movie. So he didn't have those like six, seven hour like limitations for kids on set with this movie then. You know, they played or really fast those. and loose with the roles back then. I don't know about on this movie. Yeah. I didn't read anything. But like 
Carol Ann was doing 16-hour days, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That's why she's so tired looking the whole time. I bet. <laughs> Damn, okay. Wow, yeah, the entire time I was thinking that they had those lim- those regulations and limitations. I didn't realize when that actually started. They were supposed to, but I think it was, those were more like suggestions than like actual they're guidelines. They're pirate guidelines. All right, are we ready to rate this? Who's going first? All of you suck. Um, nobody's coming up to the mic. Nobody. They're just all like looking in different directions. We know you're going to rate it a ten. Just start us off so we can actually know where to go from. There. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Watching this movie uh, again, I've seen it a lot. I uh, enjoyed it growing up. Uh, man, you know, I like all the I like all this, the visual effects. I like how the story flows. I really, really, really love the family. the The group of actors feel like a family unit. They feel believable all feel like they've known each other for a long time which is really hard to pull off especially when your children are outnumbering your adults in a family unit yeah it's it, it's it's a good movie I was, I was really surprised about how many things this movie kind of set in stone in 82 like everything that I love about Ghostbusters this movie kind of has that look before Ghostbusters existed you know and it's like oh okay well you know I, I can see where a lot of ideas are forming um, a lot of things with like you know Insidious the whole Insidious franchise where it's like the house isn't haunted the little boy is and it's like oh look at that you just like took that kid and psychologically like Carol and is asked ah oh, from the Insidious <laughs> movies I like that that's kind of cool you know, there's so many things that are like uh, fresh and new I guess at the time that seem a little dated now, like the whole idea of, you know, why they're not leaving their house. Cause you know, I don't know. Haunted house movies are kind of stupid. You have to figure out a reason to keep people in there. Like the minute the creaky door shuts, like you think people would just, ah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here. No, nobody was behind that door. I don't think I'm going to leave. This is weird. Um, <laughs> there are some moments. The whisper scene really slows the movies down. The movie is kind of long. That's, I think, my biggest complaint. I would really like to cut that whisper scene out of the movie because nothing fucking, outside of knowing where Robbie is going, I don't think there's any information. Cut that whole scene and give one fucking line of dialogue and that would all be fine. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I really need there. Um, I think that would help the pace of the film. It's one of those important haunting films. (sighs) I'm going to give it a 9.5. It's almost like one of those classic, perfect classics, but it I don't know. I don't feel the same way like I, I would feel about Alien or the same way I feel about Raiders of the Lost Ark or, you know? And I think part of it is that, like, I, this feels like Steven Spielberg so much that it's missing an element from somebody else. Like, Robert Zemeckis movies that are produced by... Oh, you know what? The perfect example is Gremlins. Gremlins has the same thing with the small town, right? And only it's like um it's got the snow, so because it, it's during the holidays, during the Christmas season. But you can still feel Joe Dante in that movie. You feel that wacky, like Looney Tune sensibility in that film. In this movie, I don't see the guy that made Eaten Alive or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or fucking Funhouse. I don't see that anywhere, nowhere to be found. So yeah, I, I, nine five. It's still, it's still a good movie. Spielberg definitely directed this. <laughs> so your team, your, t- your team, Stillberg. No, no, no. I love, I love, I love Toby Hooper, man. No, he's, he's, a, he's, you know, he's a horror staple. He's important in filmmaking. This was just his buddy giving him a little, uh, you know, comeuppance. 
Sure. And then threw him under the bus with a litter of variety. <laughs> or the Hollywood Reporter. What, wait, what did he say in that? Oh, I'll find it. Uh, just go ahead and give your rating. Let me see if I can find that. Okay. Um, this this was one of the movies that stood out to me as a kid as being like extremely frightening. And I'd only seen pieces of it. And it was like, you know, it was a big deal to finally get to watch it completely, uh, you know, as a teenager. And um, all, all three of these kind of like kind of blend together in, in, in my memory when I lean back into them. They, like I was thinking of things for this one. I was like actually remembering pieces of the other ones. Which are kind of weird how things kind of blend together like that, but it was interesting to go back and watch it now, and then you and like you know you, you see how just like I'm not going to just regurgitate everything you said. <laughs> it it, um, it was the forerunner of a lot of different other films, uh, but I, I still think it like really holds up. Just how Greg says that he, he he watched it and he thought it was like still scary, and I still think a lot of moments still stand up in that way. Um, the nerd in me wants to give it a 10 because of, uh, you know, just because of uh, what it is. But uh, I think it, I think it's deserving of a nine. I agree. It's also it's, it's a little bit long, uh, like in some of the editing stuff did get me. Uh, but overall, it's a uh, it's it still stands up and it's good. It's, it's a nine. A nine. All right. Well, uh, here, here goes that letter. This is uh, Spielberg. This is an open letter that he took an ad out for in The Hollywood Reporter. <clears throat> says, regrettably, some of the press has misunderstood the rather unique creative relationship which you and I shared throughout the making of Poltergeist. I enjoyed your openness in allowing me, as a writer and producer, a wide breath for creative involvement. Just as I know you were happy with the freedom you had to direct Poltergeist so wonderfully. Through the screenplay, you accepted a vision of this very intense movie from the start. And as the director, you delivered the goods. You performed responsibly and professionally throughout, and I wish you great success wow. on your next project. There you responsibly. When was that released? Like, like was that the same year that, yeah, that, that this that came was out? The movie. Yeah, that's right after the WGA ruling. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, that is bro. That is come on, that is like passive like, aggressive as fuck. Nah, man, you like, did a good job, you, kid. You, I rather you. You got paid creative. for the director role. And you didn't throw me under the bus for all the directing I was doing on set. Cool. I'm glad you got the credit. He gave him a little graham cracker and patted him on his butt and told him to go to bed. (laughs) That's yeah. That's what I read. You did good, kid. No, man. The 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 movie holds up. It's it's a fun flick. I think I think that Toby Hooper killed it. Well, having not seen any of Toby Hooper's other movies, I can't really? speak to uh, his fingerprint on this film. But I did see a fuck ton of Spielberg. Uh, I will agree that the movie holds up. I did find it scary in some moments. I also found it very overly long in other moments. And I was, while watching it, like really legitimately trying to actually figure out... Am I dissociating because it's scary, or is it actually just boring right now? There was a few of those moments. Uh, I, I want to say somewhere between 8 and 18 minutes of this movie probably could be reduced. Um, which feels like a significant amount for a horror movie that only clocks in just over two hours. There's a lot of great things about this film, man. Like so, I, I have seen so many... Um, knockoffs and inspirations and ways that this movie has inspired other filmmakers and other movies and shows and shit throughout the years that like finally actually watching it I was like oh 
now I understand where that reference came from and that reference came from and why this is a, a trope and a cliche because this kind of started a lot of things. This movie needs a lot of credit for starting so many things and I want to give it that. I really loved all the characterizations. The family was fucking amazing. The acting is really good in this film. The kids sell a lot of shit. Carol Ann is just... She looks terrified in so many scenes. Joe Beth Williams is gorgeous and acting her fucking ass off. And like a great... Where's my kid? I need my kid back. I love Coach, man. Most of his shit is pretty great. He has one scene later in the movie when he's coming back after he's like with the the boss or whatever, and they show him outside the the house. Once all the shit finally happens again at the, in that last twenty five minutes, and they have that one shot of him outside the house, and he's like, "Oh my god, what's happening? There's lights flashing in my house!" And he spends like forty five <laughs> seconds like debating whether or not he should go in the house when he already knows that shit's going down. That one that was a moment where I was like, "Why the hell are you not going inside the house? You know it's fucking going down." What the hell? That was so important. There were too many. It's the front cover of the new 4K. Yeah, I, like what the shit? Why was that a thing? Come on, there He's were too many out, of those dude. moments. There were too many of those moments in this film. Too many of those. Oh my god, why are things happening? Maybe I should do something different. The whole like the kids getting the Robbie or Bobby or whatever the fuck his name is is getting eaten by the tree while Caroline's getting sucked into the to the other side in the house like. Like, that moment was a little bit too long. Like, oh, we need to save the kid from the tree, but also you, as the audience, know that shit's going down on with Carol Ann. Like, like, that was a little bit too long. Like, uh, we get it. Shit's going down and the parents are too distracted. There was there were too many of those moments. If there had been three or four or five of them, that I think it would have been great. There was, like, 12, and I was like, All right, uh, okay, I get it. There's... Other things happening. No, dang it. I don't want to put too much shit on this movie because there's a lot of really, really great things. I'm going to give it an 8. I was scared. I watched it for the first time in its entirety. It's a really great movie. It holds up for 40 fucking years later. It holds up really well. I think it's a really solid, mostly Steven Spielberg directed movie. I wish it had a little bit more even who directed it because there's kind of some bouncing around in, in some of the feel. It's an eight. All right. Nine, five, nine, and eight. Are you going to go eight, five, or ten, Kristen? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think this movie is great, and I think the only reason we don't recognize it as great is because we have all grown up watching this movie. And it's not one of, wow. because it is such a, That's deep. it's a horror movie. It's not one that we like put on all the time. It's like a special occasion Halloween kind of thing, but it is on all the time. And I think that's why we don't really appreciate it for what it is. Uh, that being said, it, the, are there a few things that I would change? Yes. The whisper scene is not one of them. I think that is a, a much needed moment of interpersonal relationships and what would it just otherwise be a movie of people screaming. Um, just like in Jaws when They're you need screaming. no just like in Jaws when you have the guys on the boat just drinking and just relaxing and having fun you need this moment in this movie and I have to say I don't know if it's because I'm a lady but I enjoyed watching the ladies talk uh, way more than I enjoyed watching them drink in Jaws <laughs> I think this whisper scene is just as important 
maybe maybe they shouldn't have been whispering. I like the whispers actually. I, I like the whispers. It, it gave it a very intimate feel and a very much needed um, humanity to the film. Uh, because the rest of the film is just people screaming and running around and not knowing what's going on. And you can kind of forget what's, what is happening, even though it does build suspense and even though there is a lot of, you know, tension and there's just, there's, there, you can easily forget that these are people that you're supposed to be rooting for and empathizing with or sympathizing with, I guess, because no one really gets haunted like this, I don't think. Um, I thought it looked great. I thought, um, yeah, I think I think it's a good movie. I'm gonna give it a ten. Smartly filmed, tightly scripted, and most importantly, consistently frightening. Poltergeist is a modern horror classic. Rotten Tomatoes brings us in with a tomato meter of eighty seven percent and an audience score of seventy nine percent. That's pretty solid. I-, I just looked up the runtime to realize that it's actually an hour 54, and the fact that I thought it was like 2.15, I feel like says a <laughs> lot. Says something, I'm just, right? I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we all agree. It's a, it's a little long. like, But, you know, still good. So with that, you have been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jared? Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Mike, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Greg Z Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight with a little bit of Jerry Goldsmith's iconic Poltergeist score. We're going to be playing The Neighborhood Day. Enjoy. Oh, we never got to... (laughs) My favorite line from the whole fucking movie, bro. It's like, mosquito will ever suck on you, son? (laughs) Nobody in my family ever been bit by a mosquito. Dude, that whole fucking... I forgot about that. I don't know, Dad. He's like, he's like, (laughs) ah, ah, ah. (laughs) Anyways.